It's me. Why did you unmatch me? Hello, Miff. Oh, hello, Zan. How are you? So good to see you. Yeah, I know. It's been a couple of weeks. You've got some flash new eyelashes Thank on. Thank you. I've got my lashes. Got my lashes done. I like how you blink on me like a little like eyelash flutter when yeah, you got them you. on. I can't do it very well. They're gorgeous. I've, I still haven't committed. You know I told you about yeah. how I got my um, eyelashes permed when I was in Bali. Oh, that's right. A couple of years off. ago when they fell off. So I'm, I'm scared. Well, <laughs> look, pretty much I've been doing, I've been adding these little, little false eyelashes on for so long. Now I have nubs now. So when I don't... <laughs> have them, I feel quite naked, you could say. And I had to do something to tart, tart my life up a little bit because I had an emergency root canal. Oh, my God. Yeah. I saw you tweeting about tooth pain. I had no idea that you had a root canal. I forgot to tell you canal. last week. Yeah, Good Lord. I need to feel fabulous because that was far from <laughs> fabulous. Oof. Are you okay now? I'm okay now. Did you have good painkillers? No. I didn't what? get any. No painkillers. Ripped off. I know, totally. Ripped off. Is that a little bit? A- anesthetic, but that doesn't count. Yeah, no, you need something that will tide you over. Totally. Would you describe that as chuggy? I don't know. I love that you've brought this word to me oh, to yeah. kick off our week of music, art, life and stuff. You've decided to call out a word which could end up in the Oxford English Dictionary Word of the Year at the end of 2021. What you the hell heard is it here first. You heard it here first. Finger on the pulse. This is why people come to Bang On so they hear things first. Chuggy. Chuggy. It's already flying, flying around. People are picking up on it left, right and centre. But Chuggy is, um, well, I think they. it's an American term that, that's come through because the New York Times article is the one that alerted me to it. Mm. Uh, I think in America they don't have the word daggy. Um, and yeah, and uh, admittedly daggy comes from the back of a sheep's bum Mm -hmm. where the poo is hanging. It's just dagging on there like a dag. Hardening onto the Hardening onto the wool. Um, and that's our term for it. Chuggy is basically a bit of a Gen Z burn of millennials, but it can be applied across the board. It's anything that's not cool, basically. Just a little bit basic. A little bit Bit basic, but not quite basic, just... Even if you're trying to use terms that everybody's using but using them out of context, that's considered to be a little bit chuggy. So so if you're trying too hard, it's chuggy. Mm. Um, it, it, so it does feel aimed at millennial women in particular but I think it can be across the board. Um, if, you're, if you're online and you're using terms like girl boss, hashtag girl boss, <laughs> hashtag thank you next. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag I did a thing, which is one of my no, most hated. I did a thing, death to yeah, I did a thing. Yeah, and it, it's that kind of thing. Or being into trends that are was something that were popular when you were, I don't know, when you were cool and now you're not yeah. and you're still into those trends. That's apparently chuggy. And it's not like like when you say it's a bit like dag, it's kind of that same idea where daggy can be, it's not really mean. It's just kind no. of like you're a little bit... You're a little bit daggy, but it's not yeah. like a like slanderous yeah. term. It's not it's not a mean term. No, it could. I mean, it could be interpreted as a bit bitchy. But I'd like to say we are all chuggy. I am chuggy. <laughs> I've been chuggy for years. I don't know what they're going on about. I mean, really, it's. Uh... I definitely hold on to fashions way after they've gone out of totally. fashion and words. Yeah, words. Happy with that. Yeah. Happy to bring back words that are totally chuggy. Yeah. I think even using totally is probably totally chuggy. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's slightly off trend and, and I'm so happy with that at my age. But obviously if you're a millennial, you probably don't want to be chuggy. It's all about, you know, getting rid of the skinny jeans and 
all of that. Exhausting though, isn't it? It is exhausting. One of the things that um, I reckon that this has taken off on TikTok is that it's like that this article sort of points out that what is and isn't chuggy is highly subjective and changing quickly. So it's really to really easy to identify chuggy things on TikTok because TikTok itself is so fast-paced. Oh yeah. There's so many trends that come and go. Like it's almost like if t- you know we both don't really I hang on you still don't engage in TikTok just oh, confirming. I'm on it. I'm okay. On it. I'm still I haven't even I'm downloaded it. it. I tried to do something um the other day oh, yeah. and I I knew what I was putting up was chuggy ass. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed for myself. I was so embarrassed. It was and I went, I can't do this. I just legitimately can't do this because I reek of somebody who has n- no NFI about what I'm doing and it just looks like I'm trying way too hard and full I just tug. I deleted it. So even me saying full chug is completely out of touch. No, I like that. Go on full chug. Okay, that's the next uh, iteration of the yeah. word. But that like me seeing TikTok videos means that they've risen to the top, like it's the cream on the top and it's crossed over to Twitter or Facebook and I would say that by that stage it's become chuggy, right? Yeah. It's already old. Yeah. So I love that this exists. Thank you for introducing a new word into no our vocab. Use it one, once this week in a sentence. <laughs> Think We've, of it as your homework. <laughs> we'll put an article about it in the show notes too so you know how to spell it because yeah. um, chuggy, it could be any real spelling, couldn't it? Oh, absolutely. Um. Sam, did you see the incredible UK Vogue edition this month, the no, cover? I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know? You haven't heard about it? <laughs> Not the most um, the most liked post in the history of Instagram. Oh, who was on the cover? As well. Oh, well, let me say, uh, a, a little-known artist named Billie Eilish who I has come heard. out on the cover wearing um, amazing looking outfit, an amazing looking outfit, I should say, a sort of corset, bit of rubber. Mm, um, latex. Latex, super hot. Yeah. She looks incredible. And the whole shoot inside as well mm. is amazing, like the fashion. Oh, the fashion. Well, UK Vogue gets it right. Mm. Um, the, remember that Beyonce cover with her with the wig, sort of triangular wig and just one leg up? That oh, yeah. was UK Vogue. Like they, uh, they get it right. Yeah. There's not that pretense of trying to be cool. It just is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I was kind of apprehensive about talking about this because, to be honest, it's been in the, you know, pipelines of discussion over the last five days or so. And I think, I don't know, the basis of this is like, why does it matter what our opinions are? Yeah. Um, Which maybe we can, even asking that is reason to discuss it. But um, it's it's a fascinating read. And I say that because I think a lot of people have watched and looked at the Instagram post, which is mm. now in like the record making history books of one of the most liked Instagram posts yeah. ever. Um, but there is an accompanying article and that's a real insight into Billie Eilish's transformation as it's been called by herself, by others, you know, this next step in her career, both sonically, if you've heard a single that came out in the last week, and also um, visually, which is a huge part of music and a huge part yeah. of pop music in particular. And she changed her hair too. And she changed her a, hair as a, well. Apparently a big deal. Did we talk about that or we were going to talk about that? I'm not sure. There's so much going on. It's just yeah. like it's a bit chuggy talking about the changing is, of the hair, isn't it? It's it a is. bit old. It's, it's also a bit chuggy being middle-aged ladies talking about Billie Eilish yes, from yes. a theoretical position. But, but I'm into it, you know, because she uh, – and this is what astounds me about the whole thing – how absolutely freaking articulate she is at her age about issues that we have taken a lifetime to work through. You know, I'm in my 40s and I 
Amoni still coming to terms with a lot of the things that she is incredibly articulate about, but also manages to vocalise it in a way that is clear and concise. And for that reason, I find what she has to say about showing her body or not showing her body as incredibly interesting for me personally, because I didn't have that vocabulary when I was her age. I didn't understand the male gaze necessarily. I studied it in cinema, but I didn't understand it. Whereas she quite clearly and cleverly articulates talking about how when she covered up, it was an avoidance of the male gaze, but it also then turned around to become a way for people who said things like uh, dressing off and showing your body was... um, uh, well, well, they kind of slut-shamed women who did that mm-hmm. and used Billie Eilish as the opposite. Yeah, they put her up on a pedestal that she never asked to be on. Yeah. And, again, it's still confirming those ideas about how women should dress yeah. and the fact that she didn't dress in a quote-unquote provocative way, in a form-fitting way, meant that she was a champion of feminism, which is absolutely the wrong no. message. Like women should be able to wear uh, and do wear whatever yeah. they want. It's got nothing to do with your perceptions that like th- that grappling of the public perceptions um, of her and her own perceptions of herself yeah. as well, which is really interesting in this piece, and how all of that kind of creates an expectation of where she'll go next. The incredible pressure on that. I found it quite exhausting to read, and mm. and in the sort of imagine context of it. yeah, I can't <laughs> imagine. Like it, I feel a lot more comfortable in my own body now mm. as a woman in her early 40s. But I, it, I can't imagine what it's like to experience all no, of that as a teenage girl. I don't know how that I is the apex of like uh, self-loathing, questioning, you know, how you look, why you look the way you do, if you've, you know, got a body that is anywhere outside of the norm, the quote-unquote norm mm. of what you see in, in in society and culture. That's just some real messed up stuff and imagine having the audience that she has and the people, including us who have this commentary around her. Mm. Oh, God, I can't even imagine. How exhausting. Oh, it would be awful. But the, but like I said, the way she articulates it as if it's second nature is gives her power, I think, at a stage that, that we took 20 years to work out. And I that makes me so excited for the next generation of women and so excited because they're, they're across it now. Yeah. And they're not going to spend... 20 years fumbling around going, mm, what does this mean? Why not. do I feel like this? I feel like there's a real – they're almost putting a full stop to it at the moment and I love it. I find it really exciting. I'm like, oh, wow, it's a lot for you but you can you can deal with it. You you're, you get it. And that I'm p- still just trying to get it but you get it now. And I'm like, wow, that's that to me is really exciting. What next? That platform has power too. You think mm. about all the other girls who are watching and going, okay, this is giving me a sense of power. Do you like, like I have often, not so much anymore, but there's quite a few periods in my life, particularly in the last 10 years where I've just woken up and gone, I'm exhausted from thinking about how I look every day. Mm. Like when oh, is yeah. it, when's this going to stop? It doesn't. No, sadly. don't say that. I want it to stop. But I felt it, like it stopped last year when I was living in tracky Dax, oh, yeah, to be honest. That, yeah, actually, yeah, COVID, <laughs> COVID stopped it. But no, I, I think... It's something that there's been so much emphasis on that in our society, particularly for women, and it's crossing over to to men. Um, and it's it is exhausting. It's absolutely and utterly exhausting. But then I also like trying to look good sometimes. Mm. So that's confusing to me. And I think Billie Eilish kind of nails it here. You can choose to look good. You can choose to look not sexual. You can choose to look 
you can dress in a way that doesn't show off your body. But either way, your opinion of me doesn't matter yep. because I do this for me and I that to me is is what she's doing right now and, and I I kind of like that. On that idea of her own perception of herself, this point in time and the broad story of all of our lives, this quote really stuck out to me as well in this feature article um, with Vogue. She said, people always say, how would your younger self feel about you now? And that's a good thing to think about in some cases, but I also think that you shouldn't try to be a person that your old self would like, and you shouldn't try to be a person that your future self is going to be. You should be exactly who you feel like you are and want to be in that moment. Mm. Otherwise, you're going to go insane. I think she does care, but I think that she's very good at holding on to being in the moment, living this extraordinary life and leading with, whether she likes it or not, a really powerful example mm. for, you know, what what a woman is. Yeah. Go fucking Billy. Or what Billy. a woman can be. Yes. <sighs> on that, can I just say I got heaps of um, emails, we, but honestly I'm the one who reads yeah, yeah. the look, bang on yeah. inbox. <laughs> and someone actually said that too. I know Miff doesn't check the emails. I'm like, well, you know, good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you do other things. <laughs> I, um, I I forwarded a couple of these to you. Got some really beautiful messages about that. Um, one from Kelly who said, uh, like Zan and everyone else, I've been feeling a little bit meh lately too. Thankfully, I'm aware of the cues that I'm entering meh territory and have processes in place to help with my state of mind. But your podcast is a way for me to catch up on things without having to turn on the telly and be bogged down with the state of the world. Yes. Thank you, Kelly. And Libby in the ACT, who wrote a beautiful email, I just wanted to read out this. She said, you are like my chatty, crazy little cousins. Small (laughs) goals, small steps, big results. Big hugs. Oh, that's nice. Thank, Thank you to you. everyone who got in touch Thanks last week. Thanks, everyone. Really Thank you to Zan for reading those emails and passing them on. <laughs> I'm here for you. Hey, another big thing that happened this week was that finally RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under premiered Saturday night on Stan. Obviously, you can watch it any time, yeah. but I feel like this is one of those appointment television moments yep. when it finally landed. Um, the incredible contestants from the Antipodes, Anita Wiglet. Art Simone, Coco Jumbo, Electra Shock, et cetera, et cetera. Karen from Finance. I love Karen from Finance. I've also got Melbourne a soft spot. Icon. Yep, I'm going for Karen from Finance. Kidamine, and I've got to say that with a New Zealand accent because she's from Auckland. Yes. Maxi Shield, Scarlett Maxi Adams Shield. and Jojo Zaho, who was the first queen to be voted off from Newcastle. Um, an incredible first episode. Did you watch it? Oh, of course I watched it. <laughs> I was counting down the days. Me too. Yeah, and and Reese as the host. Yeah, so this is like, you know, I think I've spoken about Reese before. Reese Nicholson, who's the Australian judge, is a very good friend mm. of mine and I was so excited and he did such a good job. Oh, like hey, I was he, so proud. He worked blue from the outset. It was like... <laughs> Holy, whoa. Can I just read out one of his amazing, like, the zingers? Um, One of the things he said was uh, in judging, my boyfriend always says, this is a strong opening and I hope you can top it. (laughs) It was genius. Shout out to Kyron, his fiance. Yes. I'm sure he was laughing along at that one. Ex-bang-on producer. (laughs) Yeah, ex-bang boy. Exactly. Um, But I thought it was really good and it was interesting to see a few people – 
talking about how they thought the queens were overly bitchy, like more than other seasons in other places. Mm. The first episode is always set up that way, isn't it? That's the it drama. Is. And I think maybe it's interpreted as overly bitchy because there was a lot of swearing. And and, and Patrick Lenton has actually written a beautiful article in junkie.com and kind of, I, you know, I, it reiterates how I was feeling about it. I was quite excited by the swearing in it. I was thinking, how's the world going to react to this? I mean, when they first walked in, um, Art Simone sees Maxie Shield come through and Art Simone goes, hey, Maxie, <laughs> Maxie Shield's response straight away. Language and you warning. can be language warning. He goes, oh, not you, you c- <laughs> And that's the thing. In Australia, we often use that word and words of, of you know, and, and, and derogatory kind of words as terms of endearment. And yeah. that's the funny it's part about it. It's a total. And then how the fuck are you at the end of it? And I'm like, oh, my God, this is kind of awesome. And it's there will be no drag race like it. Yeah. And they, this is why the world will, will love it, I think. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of excited Absolutely. About it, I, I'm here for the swears. I, I love that they didn't censor it. see how it would be misinterpreted, it. though, if you don't really understand Australian culture and the, the way swearing is used as a term of endearment. Yeah, especially the C-bomb as well. Where oh. else in the world is it used as affectionately as it can be offensively? Well, UK, but they're pretty good <laughs> with it too. It's true. <laughs> Outfits were amazing. Um, I loved the uh, when they had to dress towards the end, you know, in an outfit that was representing where they were oh. from. The big prawn above a Bunnings in Ballina, incredible. It's so um, good. And also I never thought that I would see someone representing the Paris end of Collins Street and then flip it to turn into Hosea Lane, Art Simone as <laughs> Melbourne. Very, very specific. Very specific. Very specific. And, and props to uh, to Jojo Zaho who made a, a, a political statement on the way as she turned her back to the runway, revealing always was, always will be. Yeah. Um, amazing platform. Yeah. What amazing. a fab original. Yes, exactly. And also f- filthy potty mouth too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she said at one point, um, or <laughs> I think it was said at one point, going to uh, colonise their colon. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And then um, and then when she had to lip sync for her life, she said um, something along the lines of, well, I've got to do my best job. It's got to be as tight as a fish's asshole, and that's, <laughs> and that's watertight. And I'm like, holy shit, no one's going to get this. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was genius. Bring on it. episode two. So excited. Hey, really quick Britney update. Um, we've talked about her a lot on Bang On, but did you see that she posted a very direct message on her Instagram, which can often be a place where she posts lots of great videos and sometimes the texts that she posts with them, people are like scrutinising. Um, there was no scrutinising on this because she pretty much said directly, so many documentaries about me this year with other people's takes on my life. What can I say? I'm deeply flattered. These documentaries are so hypocritical. They criticise the media and then do the same thing. Damn, I don't know y'all but I'm thrilled to remind you that although I've had some pretty tough times in my life, I've had way more amazing times in my life. And unfortunately, my friends, I think the world is more interested in the negative. Why highlight the most negative and traumatizing times in my life from forever ago? And that's a fair call. Like, I think that when we were talking about the um, reframing Britney Spears New York Times documentary. Yeah, you, you mentioned something Well, I felt like lines. the free Britney movement was doing exactly what the paparazzi were, the just like obsessive. obsessive about, and like dissecting everything that she did, broadcasting it to the world, even if it's in their podcast mm. or whatever, their huge mm. network um, and that kind of scrutiny. But I 
didn't necessarily take it to the next level of that kind of our voracious reading of trashy mags 15 years ago is a little bit akin to our voracious viewing of these documentaries. And are we just repeating the same behaviour that we did 15 years ago in the name of hashtag free Britney Spears, but also it's just that thirst, that thirst for someone's insight into their life, which clearly she's taken no part in. Yeah. Very interesting response. Mm. Hashtag free Britney. Yeah, free Britney. (laughs) Um, I needed a bit of joy this week and it came in the version of uh, Ben Affleck, movie star Ben Affleck, responding to somebody on the social media platform, dating platform, I should say, Raya. What is Raya? Raya's like a dating platform for celebrities. Mm. Apparently you have to be invited to be on Raya and that's how... And approved. And approved. So no one's getting in. Um, Put it this way, you and I aren't on it. You don't need to be on it. But if anyone has got an invite, hit me up. Um, (laughs) No one will have an invite. Um, So you don't date plebs, isn't it? I think or so. people that you like are fans. Yeah. It's basically like we're all at a level of fame. Yeah. Which implies a sense of trust and understanding in our community. Mm. Let's all fuck each other. Yeah. That's what Raya is. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> Ben Affleck apparently matched with somebody on Raya. And a comedian. A comedian on Raya. And she has put something up on TikTok that – uh, showed the video that he sent her. She thought it was bullshit. She thought that he was uh, it was someone imitating him, and um, and he said, "Why?" And he sent a video of just his face, and he's clearly he's clearly had a few, a couple of cans or something. I'm sure because he's a bit slurry. As far I've watched it a million times, um, and he's like. It's me. Why did you unmatch me? <laughs> okay, we need to actually listen okay, to the original yeah. audio. Here it is. Naveen, why did you unmatch me? It's me. That was pretty close, actually. Your imitation of you. Pretty close. Thank you. Um, well, anyway, it's good to know when you see something like this happening that even Ben Affleck gets ghosted. <laughs> That makes you sleep at night, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Sleep warmly and calmly yeah. at night. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So it's not just all of us trying desperately to make our way in the world. It's even those gazillion dollar valued movie stars who have people falling at their feet. They get ghosted too. Bye. Ben Affleck is just like us. He's <laughs> just like us. We don't want photos of him buying toilet paper. We want to see photo we want to see videos of him being ghosted yes, on please. the internet. Yes. yes, please. Thank you. Thank you for that this week. Miff, we've had a number of emails, a substantial amount of emails into the bang box this week. A number of bang fam have brought this to our attention. Thank you to Kim, Susan and Kelly who sent us a what is titled cross-matched cropped cut dress. How would you even describe this piece of fashion? Well, it's caused some controversy because people are saying it's a potential bridesmaid's dress. Surely they're joking. Oh, man. (laughs) Imagine. Um, how do I explain it? Do you know those dresses where you have a wrap and you can wear them 50 different ways? Mm. Apparently you used to be able to get them on shopping channels and stuff. Well, the top is simply a kind of band of material that's wrapped over the boob. So you've got all the under boob that is of fashion at the moment. It's like a cross, isn't it? Yeah. So it's kind of like a halternate that goes into a yeah. cross and then each cross goes over the boob. Yeah, and you can see heaps of under boob, which is the fashion. But also what you can see <laughs> is that it's a like a bikini, string bikini top, but then you've got this... This kind of, it's a flap, isn't it? <laughs> a flap over your flaps. 
that becomes a skirt, a tube skirt down to your toes, essentially, but showing off all the hip and groin area, but just yeah. a little flap covering. It's like a little half, cut out, half cut out. side, yeah. side thigh, yeah. hip. It's yeah. a strange kind dress. of chaps <laughs> sort of style in a skirt, but showing off the hips instead of the like. It's just bizarre, and I, I would love to go to a wedding where the bridesmaids <laughs> turn up in this one. I'm looking forward to it. I just look at this and I wonder about the day that the designer just sat down with their sketch pad and went, now I've got an idea. Mm. <laughs> where, where does it even come from? <laughs> what is it referencing? What's the social impact of this dress? Like I've got so, more questions than answers around this cross-matched cropped cut dress, which is not an easy thing to say, by the way. No. There's a lot of words and look, a lot of alliteration in that. I think it could be good in the summer months. I mean, it is, it's exposing the parts of the body where you are the warmest <laughs> and, and the sweatiest. So there's nowhere for you to sweat underneath and, and your boobs obviously sweating under on straight onto the stomach. The kidneys hip, get a good airing. Yeah, the kidneys get an airing, which is, you know, I mean, some would say that's a, a detox <laughs> of sorts while you're wearing a dress. I think, but no, I, 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 I'm, I can't say I'm going to wear this one. No. <laughs> can't say. What about you? Is it- no friggin' way. There's <laughs> no, no way my, um, my bust could support that. Speak, <laughs> actually, speaking of busts, I meant to um, mention this with the Billie Eilish piece. Can I just say what a great celebration of Mad Cans. Also oh, Mad Because you and I, yeah. we know what's going on. Yeah. I love that. Yes. And you, you don't, don't often see that. You don't see. Thank you, Billie. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> Hey, before we get into Bang On this week, I just wanted to shout out one of the most amazing reviews I've ever read. And it's a special thank you to the wonderful Jay, who actually listens on the ABC Listen app. Shout out to our ABC Listen app fans. Uh, And sometimes on Google Podcasts. So she doesn't know how to leave a review. So she just emailed it. She could find the email in the show notes. You've won, Jay. Here's her amazing review. Stay with me. It gets better and better. Hey, bangers. I recently completed a solo end-to-end of the Mundabidi, a 1,000-kilometre mountain bike trail through the southwest of WA. Amazing just for that. Incredible. I listened to Bang On to get me through the tough sections, long climbs in the heat, seemingly never-ending loose gravel sections, all feeling lonely and isolated at the end of a long day. You were there. I wanted to leave a review and let everyone know about the companionship and joy that can be drawn from having you along for the ride. That's lovely. And here's her review. Are you a solo cyclist spending long days in the saddle? Bikepacking beyond the usual tourist traps? Bang On is the ultimate oral travel companion. Oh, my God. Feeling the burn from the never-ending climbs? Niche market, but I love it. (laughs) It's very specific. Zan's laughter and Miff's giggle will tilt the world to elevate you up even the pinchiest of hills. Soft sand, loose gravel and muddy terrain sapping your energy or sending you sideways? (laughs) Losing your way through the convoluted paths and trails, Bang On offers an astute, thoughtful and balanced socio-political analysis that firms up the ground beneath you, giving purchase, traction and direction through even the trickiest terrain. Um, is she a copywriter? Because she should be. This is amazing. <laughs> it's the best review we've ever had. Chafe stripping dignity from Ooh. all your delicate Ooh. bits? Ooh. Apply a balm of sweet, soothing tunes, music news and digital distractions. Oh, that'll work. Unsure if you should wear your favourite flannel or limited edition lycra? Mm. Myth has her finger on the fashion pulse from the outrageous to the audacious and more croc action than the waters of Northern (laughs) Australia, bang on doubles down on the denim and raises the hemline of our collective wardrobes. This is amazing. I'm almost done. Finding yourself ruminating on the aches and pains? 
yes. destination focused at the expense of immersing in the journey, like a worn-in saddlebag, yes, bang does. on, <laughs> offers a, com- a comfortable and familiar place to rest your mind as the worries and kilometres fall behind you. If you crank the wheel revolution, bang on. Jay and Satine, which is the name of her bike, oh thank God. you. Thank, thank you. you so that much. Was amazing. And I am now happy to be known as a worn in saddlebag. Saddle I love it. <laughs> that is us. We are Chugi. We are worn in saddlebags. We are all of those. And I, I am here for it. I embrace this. God, that just blew me away. Thank you That's so much. So good. Thank you to everyone who leaves reviews um, in Apple Podcasts, in whatever podcast app you yep. use. Um, you tell your friends about Bang On, you post about us on Instagram or write us an email. Mm. We see it all. We love it all. Thank you. It means... You see it all and you pass on the good ones. A huge <laughs> amount to us um, in spreading the word and welcoming more into the Bang fam. Yeah. We love it. We, what are you banging on about this week? I am banging on about a new documentary that just screened last night. If you're listening on um, Thursday, uh, it comes out on Wednesday night. There's three, SBS. 8.30, so there's two more to go and I can't say I'm going to recommend it in a positive way but recommend it in a you-must-watch-this way. It's called See What You Made Me Do and it's presented by journalist Jess Hill and it's on SBS and she has written about uh, domestic abuse for a long time, probably mm. nearly a decade, and this is a documentary about what it actually is and what's going on here in Australia at the moment. And I've got to say, the first episode was really hard to watch, but I I want everybody to watch it. I want men and women and anybody. I mean, for some people, this actually might be quite triggering, so maybe don't. That's a warning. But anybody else who doesn't understand how coercive control, because that was the first episode, happens, how it takes control of somebody, how how they they lose their power, you, it spells it out in this, and it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying um, and it's horrible. There's, It's happening all over this country all the time mm. and we've seen it in the numbers of women who are killed by their partners and for anyone who wants to say not all men, no, not all men, but 90-something percent of people who perpetrate violence in this way, coercive control, are men mm. um, and it's it's horrific. It's absolutely horrific viewing, but I think it's essential viewing if you haven't experienced it and you, you don't understand what it's all about. And those little things that turn into bigger things. Yeah. The things that you sometimes question going, hang on a minute. And it's just that slow burn of and abuse. Yeah. And for anyone who's ever stated, and I think this is quite common, I'm, I know that people of my parents' generation often say, why didn't you leave? You know, and this will give you the answer for that. And it's... Yeah, it's terrifying. So the first episode went to air this week. Two more to go. All of it on SBS On Demand as yeah. it rolls through, I'm imagining. Yeah, it's uh, only one episode is up at the moment. Okay. So I'll be watching the next two as soon as they come up. See what you made me do. Yeah. Good tip. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's that classic line, isn't it? Take, yeah. Not taking the blame. Yeah. See what you made me do. No, yeah. mate, you did it. Yeah, that is a powerful yeah. title of a series. I think sure that is. resonates with a lot of women. Yep. Um, what are you banging on about? Hopefully something a bit more <laughs> positive. Well, um, I'm banging on about a series about a murder in a small town, but it is brilliant. Um, if you've been hankering to see Kate Winslet act the shit out of it 
Um, this is the series oh, yeah. for you. Oh, God, I love her so much. And this is a new HBO series, which is always kind of a sign that it's probably going to be fairly mm. good. It's screening on Foxtel and Binge in Australia, and it's called Mayor of East Town. Is she directing it as well? No. Okay. She is executive producing okay. it, though. Yes. E-P. Um, It's the story of Mayor, M-A-R-E, that's her name. Mayor. 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 She Mayor. is uh, set in Pennsylvania, so good accent. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Sort of <laughs> East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that classic Pennsylvania small town, everyone knows each other, low socioeconomic, some dark stories. Um, there is a brutal murder and it's sort of set up as well. There's a lot of different suspects going on here. But the it's a story when I was sort of seeing the first episode, I'm like, oh, I feel like I've seen this a lot of times before, this construct. But the beauty in it is in the character realisation, the incredible script, the way it's directed and, frankly, the actors involved mm. um, who are just phenomenal to watch. And there's three episodes that have gone to air. I'm having to deal with the fact that I have to wait for the fourth episode because it's rolling out. There's no binging. It's rolling out week by week. What's going, what's going on, world? <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race, Drip Feed. <laughs> It's kind of nice though. I kind of like that there's, we're back to appointment television. It certainly will make it last longer and I'll enjoy it. But, yeah, um, Kate Winslet is just phenomenal in it. And there's surprise Guy Pierce. I didn't realise Guy Pierce was in it. And I was like, oh, oh surprise wow. Guy Pierce. I like that. Yeah. Uh, and also it's better um, than my surprise root canal. <laughs> <laughs> Another Australian actor who's been in a bunch of superhero films that a lot of people are raving about, Angori Rice young Australian actor, um, she's awesome and she plays Kate's daughter and she's fantastic. Okay. So, yeah, highly Great. recommend. I know a lot of people, I was tweeting about it last night, a lot of people are already on top of it, but yep. if you've got Foxtel or Binge, jump into Mayor of East Town. It is fantastic. I have to admit, I started to watch the first episode but I was a bit tired and I fell asleep. That's fair enough. Okay. So Because <laughs> you probably would have gone as well, I've seen this before. Yeah, I'm go- I'm, but, but I'm going to go with it. Yeah, it will suck you in. Okay. It's fantastic. Good. Can't wait. I need something. Yeah. Thank you, Zan. Pleasure. Hey, um, that's it, is it? Yes. Yes. See you next week. <laughs> I'm speaking to you like the, I do my dog when <laughs> when she does a good thing and you give her a treat. You go, yes, yes. So if she's gone to the toilet, that's it, is it? Good, yeah, done. Good. Yes, <laughs> yes. Seriously, if you see me walking down the street doing yes, that's, that's just how I talk now. Oh, please. I know. Bye. Bye. on hey um that's it is it yes <laughs> yes <laughs>